0: It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. It's a good thing the schools are closed today. These English teachers would not be happy with her. Haley Weathers, well, everything she ain't. On a, well, it's Thursday, getting awfully close to Christmas. Glad to have you along on this snowy morning. Short time here at the Shank of the Day on Wax. Bob and Jill with us this morning. Jill, I wasn't sure uh, she was going to make it in from uh, the Welke Land and Cattle Company, but new tires do
1: help, huh? New tires, four wheel drive, and thinking that it's going to be more drifted tomorrow. Maybe I'll have to <laughs> take tomorrow.
0: <laughs> yeah, i are going to say the wind is picking up. But uh, what do you figure? Five, six inches of snow we got overnight.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, it's nice
0: and poofy. Yeah, it is nice and fluffy, and that means with the wind, it's going to be blowing around. And in western Wisconsin, now the farther west you are, the closer you are to having the snow stop. Over east of us here in Eau Claire, moving over toward central Wisconsin, there's still some snow flying. But, again, that's uh, that's going to end. But, boy, what a difference in temperatures right here. We're 1 degree. Green Bay is 31. Milwaukee's 36. Madison is 28 so uh it's different but yours is coming in those places and so is the wind if it's not blowing already but it is a little little light out there many plows uh had a chance to get much done yet that you saw where you came in
1: Oh yeah I followed a plow and then um I met a plow and but I went on 53 today instead of on 94 because I saw no vehicles moving on 94
0: well, that's probably a, a good thing, because it is uh, kind of treacherous out there, and it will be for traveling today. Uh, a little better tomorrow. It's supposed to just be cloudy, but still windy, as the high temperature today is going to be zero and we're, already, we're at one above right now, so what does that tell you when the day breaks? And then on Friday, a high of about one, and then it'll start warming up by about Tuesday. We'll be back into the low 20s, and so it looks like maybe New Year's will be a lot warmer than Christmas. But uh, let's get to Christmas. We're not there yet. State legislature on the Republican side has named the folks that will be leading the agriculture committees in both the State Assembly and the State Senate. And a new member of the National Dairy Promotion Research Board from Wisconsin. We'll take a look at a few other things as well. As we uh, do the chores this morning here on Wax, we'll tell you what that weather is all about in a moment.
2: For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: Weather-wise, it is what you see outside, white, a lot of new snow. Minneapolis set a record uh, snowfall for the date yesterday, and uh, I suppose around here, four, five, six inches with the wind blowing, and uh, again, today, the wind is going to keep blowing, today, tonight, probably into tomorrow, Saturday, saying just breezy, but uh, again, be careful out there if you are traveling because uh, it can be kind of dangerous if you do have to travel and you get on the interstate with the semis. Give them some room because they kick up a lot of snow. We don't want to have uh, snow blindness causing accidents. So do be careful because from the west to the east, the snow will be dying off. It's already pretty well stopped here in Eau Claire, and it will stop as we go further east. But there is still snow in central and eastern Wisconsin, warmer temperatures too. Snow and flurries today and windy. Same thing windy tonight. Tomorrow cloudy with winds. Saturday five above, cloudy and breezy. Then uh, just partly cloudy Sunday, Monday and Tuesday. So traveling by uh, oh Sunday and Monday should not be too much of a problem. Seven on Sunday, fifteen on Monday, then into the twenties on Tuesday. Right now we've got one above the high today. Going to be zero. So again, what you see is what you get out there this morning. But be careful because, uh, again, the wind, the plows, and if you do get close to a plow, you're not going to be able to see for a while. So give them room. Let them do their work. It's a minute after 5. This is 104.5 FM WAXX. So, Claire, let's see what's happening.
3: NBC News Radio. I'm Trey Thomas. The Ukrainian president says American support is crucial if they are to defeat the Russians. Neat.
4: Defense, support, weapons, military equipment and shells, offensive weapons and long-range one is enough to liberate our land.
3: During a rare joint meeting of Congress Wednesday, President Zelensky said Ukraine will never surrender. The co-founder of cryptocurrency exchange, FTX, and the former CEO of Sam Bankman-Fried's hedge fund are pleading guilty to fraud. More from Mark Mayfield.
5: Former Alameda Research CEO Carolyn Ellison and FTX co-founder Gary Wang are cooperating with prosecutors with embattled founder and former CEO of FTX, Sam Bankman-Fried, now back in the U.S. after being extradited. From the Bahamas. Ellison and Wang were charged
3: in connection with their part in the frauds that were part of the collapse of FTX. Environmental groups are suing the Biden administration to block a sale of oil and gas drilling rights off the coast of Alaska. The suit filed Wednesday in Anchorage Federal Court aims to stop the administration from holding the sale of nearly one million acres in Cook Inlet scheduled for next week. The sale on December 30th is one of the concessions made to the oil and gas industry included in President Biden's climate change law, the Inflation Reduction Act. That Congress passed last summer. Police in Moscow, Idaho say a white Hyundai Elantra found in Eugene, Oregon after an injury crash is not related to the investigation of four University of Idaho students who were found killed. Police have reviewed 22,000 potential vehicles but haven't found the one seen in the area where the murders happened on November 13th. You're listening to NBC News Radio. The crack
2: of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: White out there, and it's going to stay that way, but it might not stay in its own place. It's going to be blowing around. The snow has ended in the western part of the state, and it will end as it moves across Wisconsin, as uh, temperatures will drop colder in western, central a little warmer, eastern warmer than that right now. But that will change today Snow flurries kind of wrapping up. It will be windy. Tonight, we'll get to about nine below with the winds continuing. Tomorrow, one above, cloudy and windy again. Saturday, Christmas Eve day, we're looking for cloudy conditions, breezy, high about five. Sunday, partly cloudy, seven above. Monday, 15, Partly County, then back into the low 20s on Tuesday. So it looks like New Year's probably be warmer than Christmas. Right now, it's three below in Rice Lake. Medford's eight above. Marshfield, nine. Wausau, 13. Lacrosse is six. And then further uh, east you go. Green Bay, 31. Madison, Sun Prairie at 28 with some snow falling. Milwaukee at 36 degrees this morning. Here in Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls right now, it's one above, and the high today is going to be zero. So, uh, you know, plan as we have so many times in the past. It's December in Wisconsin.
2: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. About seven and a half minutes
0: after 5 o'clock, and we've got markets to look at, courtesy of Rural Mutual
1: Insurance and Jolie Cash Livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 143 to 157 with mixed at 114 to 142. Choice fed beef heifers are 142 to 157 with mixed at 99 to 142. Choice fed Holstein steers are 128 to 146 with select and silage fed steers 96 to 127. Cows are 63 to a dollar. Bulls are 74 to 94. Butcher hogs are 43 to 68, with sows at 42 to 43. Boars are 17 and a half and down. Shorn market lambs are 115 to 126. There's no quote on the unshorn market lambs. Feeder lambs are 75 to $2. Ewes are 75 to $1. Small goats are 40 to $145. Medium goats are 200 to $250. Large goats are 110 to $400. And nanny goats are 210 to $245. And
0: at the Mercantile Exchange yesterday, all species were higher. Live cattle, February 157.70, up 212.00. April at 16117 up 152 and June cattle 15697 up 115 feeder cattle for January 18382 that was up 20 March up 70 at 18572 April up 87 at 18935 May feeders up 85 at 19255 August 20182 closing 47 cents higher Lena hog carcass contracts February 88.40. That's up 4.15. April 95.27. Up 3.10. May hogs $100.65. That's up 2.15. And June at 108.42. That was up $1.90. And on the board of trade, markets were mostly higher yesterday. Better feeling about corn exports. Oil kind of recovered in the bean pits and the cold weather concerns for this winter wheat crop with these bitterly cold temperatures across the country overnight march corn up two at 664 the oats at 346 march wheat up three at 770 march soybeans unchanged at 1484 and meal for march down a dollar 70 451 dollars a ton and the uh, dairy markets cheese prices a little higher yesterday barrels up four and a half at 170 a pound the blocks up two and three quarters at 202 and three quarters and uh, then we went south Double A butter down another 12.5 cents. Butter has uh, really dropped this week. No question about it. I think we started out close to $3. Now we're down to $2.47.5. December class three was up a nickel at 20.57. January unchanged at 18.73. February down 29 at 18.23. March down 21 at 18.53. April down 24 at 18.96. No $19 milk on the board. All right, we're going to get an update. The DMC, if you haven't considered it, maybe you you should in the dairy industry. As, again, the sign-up has been changed. It was December 6th. Now it's January 31st. And uh, we talked to a young man from our area He's very involved, now working with the uh, Wisconsin Extension Service on a statewide and national basis even to uh, take a look at dairy policy and what's going on with these programs. That of course is Lenny Polzine from out in the Cadot area originally and we'll talk to Lenny next about the DMC and uh should you be looking at it now that you got till the end of January to sign up next on Wax. Feeding
2: information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: Recently, the uh, USDA, the Farm Service Agency, announced that uh, the Dairy Margin Coverage Program sign-up would be extended until January 31st. Leonard Polzine is with us now. And Leonard, of course, grew up in the dairy farm in Cadott. Now he's with the uh, University of Wisconsin Extension Dairy Markets and Policy Outreach Specialist, Lenny give us an update on DMC and what kind of a difference this makes the sign up into uh, January and what producers should really be looking at and what the outlook is for DMC and where we're going as far as feed costs and and maybe some some payments. At the previous sign up deadline we did some information and outreach around what the
5: forecast for the DMC looked like for 2023 and at that time if you projected out it went all the way through the end of 2024 we would be at below that nine fifty coverage level. So margins would be low would be below nine dollars and fifty cents a hundred weight. Meaning payments or no payments? Meaning payments. Yeah. All the way throughout the next two years is what was projected. Now recently at the time of the announcement, I redid and ran the same analysis again and it did show a little bit of light at the end of 2023. Part of that was because of a change in feed costs, but also we had a bump in milk price at that same time. So that's going to raise that av- average level. Mm-hmm. Now anybody that follows milk prices see that that class three price kind of really dropped
0: off in the last couple of weeks. Right? And it looks like uh, going into twenty twenty three, we probably are not going to see twenty dollar milk. So what, as far as uh, taking another look at DMC, we said I'm not going to sign up for that. You now you got till January thirty first. What kind of changes? does this look like for the operation so really we're not
5: seeing milk prices to be at or above that 950 level until september at the earliest of 2023 and there's a couple big wild cards in there and that's at mind you that's at an average milk price of 2267 as of this morning there was no futures price that even came close to that in order to get that kind of average. So that means that you'd have to have some um, excellent premiums in your milk check uh, and have really good components in order to hit a mailbox price of that amount. So one of the big wild cards here is feed price. So as we know, drought has been a big issue in this last year. And in order to, I'd say, in an operation, account for, let's say, that volatility of feed cost throughout the entire year um, is going to be very weather dependent. So right now, is projected to have an average feed cost of fourteen dollars a hundred weight. That could easily get to fifteen, sixteen dollars a hundred weight. Well, that's really going to push up that coverage level or that margin that a producer needs. So in order to lock in a nine dollar and fifty cent margin right now through the DMC program. Um, You know, seems to be a pretty good hedge against a
0: lot of risk that we just really have no way to account for. So if you penciled it out earlier for a December 6th sign-up, re-pencil it for January 31st because you might have some numbers that will get your attention. Correct, yep. And one
5: thing I encourage folks to look at too is um, even if you're above that 5 million pounds of production um, is to really compare what your cost is relative to going out and taking, we'll say a straight market position. Really evaluate that because you may find that the DMC coverage at even a lower margin level is still at a coupon discount rate compared to going out into the into the marketplace.
0: So again, like everything else, when you're dealing with milk prices, things change. So again, do some more math as far as the DMC is concerned and the supplemental program coverage as well. Lenny, Leonard Polzine is with us. And again, uh, Lenny originally from the Kadat area on the dairy farm, now dairy markets and policy outreach specialist with the University of Wisconsin Extension. And as uh, these numbers change, Lenny's in the neighborhood. We'll keep up with him as we uh, take a look at DMC going forward. I'm Bob Bosold.
2: Keeping it rural, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm
0: Report. 17 and a half after 5 o'clock, and once again, uh, in western Wisconsin, it's the wind uh, moving farther to the east. Still some snow flurries and wind, uh, so again, be careful when you're out there today. And taking a look at some of the news, Jill usually looks at the news, but uh, we're we're about the only ones in the building this morning, and we're kind of chasing the snow plow. So when the plow comes, we can let them plow and then move our cars back to uh, where it's already been plowed. So she's out moving vehicles this morning. No, she's not. She's right back in here. So we'll get her to take a look at our script as far as our farm news is concerned. And uh, one of the lead stories, of course, uh, here in Wisconsin, where I don't know if the Republicans are going to control the state legislature forever with uh, the moves that were made about uh, 10 or 12 years ago. But uh, as of now, it's all Republicans in the leadership. And uh, what does that mean for ag committees, Jill? Let me
1: convene. Well, when the next session of the Wisconsin State Legislature begins on January 3rd, Republicans will again chair all those committees. For the Senate Committee on Agriculture and Tourism, Senator Joan Belwig of the 14th District will again have the gavel. Other area Republicans serving on that committee include Senator Corey Tomczak of Mosney, who will be Vice Chair, Patrick Teston of Stevens Point, and Romaine Quinn of Barron. On the Assembly side, there will be a new chair for the Committee on Agriculture. That will be Representative Travis Tranel of Cuba City, a sixth-generation dairy farmer who has served on the Ag Committee since first being elected back in 2010. Other area Republicans on that committee include Lauren Oldenburg of Viroqua, the Vice Chair, Karen Hurd of Fall Creek, and Clint Moses of Menominee and Nancy Vandermeer of Toma. Democrats have not yet announced their committee assignments.
0: And we don't know when they will announce their committee assignments, but again, as we said, the Republicans in charge, maybe forever the way things are in Wisconsin. We'll see. All right, we've got uh, snow ending in the west, still a few flurries as you go further east across the state, winds picking up too, so do be careful. And uh, we're going to talk Christmas trees
1: christmas trees yes i talked to ashley all of northern family farms they farm a lot of christmas trees down the maryland area down in the maryland area
0: all right and we'll find out what's up as we get closer and closer to christmas about the christmas tree situation here in wisconsin next on wax wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report
1: For many, it's a family tradition. For some folks, it may be a late-season purchase. We're talking about Christmas trees. Fabulous farm-made Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And there's been all kinds of fanfare about Christmas trees again this year. From the beautiful trees that adorn the White House right on down to that uh, 35-foot, uh, I believe it's a Fraser fir, that's down at the state capitol from a farm in Medford. Jill, I'll tell you what, the Christmas tree growers, they're going to be wiping their brow by the time they get to the 1st of January. They absolutely are, Pam. I caught up with Ashley All. She is a partner at Northern Family Farms in Maryland, Wisconsin. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. She gave me a little bit of the rundown on how the business started and how many trees they cut in a day, and they're cut by hand. And so we talked, and we also talked about the shipping. You know, that's always on our mind when we're talking agriculture and shipping and She's pretty confident with the business that they have, and it was really fun to learn more about Christmas trees, and it's my favorite time
6: of the year. Christmas trees are in our blood. My grandparents started the farm. It was actually their their hobby. Um, they lived in Illinois and had jobs off the farm. They started planting in the 50s, and they... Um, they were driving up every weekend to take care of these trees. So it was definitely a labor of love. And then once they got to their first harvest season, they decided it was too much to be driving back and forth and they moved relocated to Wisconsin full time. So my brother and I uh, represent our third generation, and we have a middle sister as well who uh, it doesn't work on the farm, but uh, she still is involved um, in some aspects. And uh, we're so fortunate to to be here in west-central Wisconsin, you know, carrying on the legacy for our family. So how big is your operation? Northern Family Farms um, in its entirety is over 7,000 acres, but we have about 3,200 acres in Christmas trees right now. 3,200 acres. 3,200 acres in Christmas trees. Whoops. What kind do you grow? Well, um, our biggest and biggest seller is the Fraser fir Um, and then we also sell balsam fir, um, a few scotch pines still and some white pine. We talk about Christmas trees and we think how long does it take
1: to get those trees planted and then go through the process of growing
6: before you can cut them and use them in your house? So every spring we plant Christmas trees, um, starting typically in the Mayish June area, um, similar to in corn. And then um, we are growing those uh, for about seven to 10 years before we're able to harvest them.: And then we bring in the harvesting. Who
1: goes out and how do you get them all harvested?
6: Um, by hand. By chainsaw, so we have a, a chainsaw crew of eight men that cut all of our Christmas trees each year. Um, they can do about a thousand trees a day, so it it takes um, it's it's quite the accomplishment, it's quite the production to see, but they're incredible at it, and uh, we're so fortunate to have uh, the incredible workers that we do. Well, at a thousand trees a day, you must go much farther than local. So how far do you ship out? We ship uh, to what we call the greater Midwest. So um, down through Chicago and then out as far as Colorado uh, to the west. And um, uh, we ship a lot of Christmas trees into the Kansas City market as well. Um, but Minnesota, Wisconsin, uh, the Dakotas, Nebraska, Kansas, Iowa, Illinois is kind of our, our sweet spot for, for Christmas trees
1: and we bring up shipping, you know, those shipping challenges as of late. What have you experienced with them?
6: Uh, it's expensive right now, but our our crew is totally worth it. Um, we work with all local drivers. Um, they're dedicated to to us for the season, and they're incredible. We get compliments all the time about our drivers, and we couldn't you know, they're really the, um oftentimes are the only contact they have with our customers. So it's really important that we have a solid group of um, men and women, actually, who are hauling for us. And they do an amazing job for us. We couldn't do it without them. We're going to swing right
1: on back to actual raising of the Christmas trees. And we talked a little bit about shipping challenges. But what kind of diseases are out there that you have to battle?
6: Well, it depends on the variety. Really, for us, because the ground is not irrigated, water's our biggest challenge. Challenge uh, in growing Christmas trees. It's really those first um, two years. I want to say when a Christmas tree gets established, um, that that's when we're seeing the most losses. Um, and then Christmas trees develop a, a really nice taproot system, so water becomes less and less of an issue as they get older. Um, in terms of diseases, you know, we're fighting a lot of uh, um, um, similar diseases. I'm not an expert by any means in, in diseases, but we do um, uh, we see some issues with uh, phytophthora in, in soils in the firs um, and on the pines. You know, we're fighting a lot of the same same battles with scales and things like that, but nothing too major. And once you get them established. The trimming. How does that go? Also by hand. So we use um, machetes and a very thin machete and they're all done by hand. So we have a crew of about 35 gentlemen, mostly gentlemen on that crew, um, and they go out from July through September. and every single tree that we um, that we have in the ground right now gets sheared every year. And that rolled right into
1: my next question because I was wondering, they're yearly sheared, even if they're not sold that year.
6: Correct. Yeah. So we're looking for nice breaks, nice density in the tree. Um, We've found, too, that a little bit narrower of a tree has been more popular with our customers um, because it doesn't take as much space in your living room. A little bit lighter to carry, not quite as heavy. Um, so we're seeing, you know, that sort of trend away from the sort of lunar lander look that was really popular uh, in the 70s and 80s, into a nice tapered tree um, for for your living room.
0: And again, the Christmas trees in Wisconsin—they're plentiful and they are beautiful. And uh, that's Jill visiting with Ashley, all the Christmas tree family down there for. Many, many years in the Maryland area, so still time to get a Christmas tree if you can get out to the tree lots. All right, 28 and a half minutes after 5 o'clock. Again, wind uh, is going to be a factor now as the snow has pretty well stopped falling in western Wisconsin, and as it moves east, it uh, will be the same story. It'll fall off and... Uh, the snow will be ending around here. But still, some places in Wisconsin, it's uh, going to keep up for a while. So be careful where you're traveling. 29 minutes after 5 o'clock, we'll get a market update. Rocky's going to join us next from over at Premier Livestock in Withy. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin
2: way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: Well, the markets are open. It's Christmas week, but Christmas falls on a Sunday, so that really doesn't disrupt a whole lot, but uh, there are some adjustments being made. Let's get over to Premier Livestock over in the Withy area. Rocky's with us, and uh, what can you see outside in beautiful downtown Lublin?
7: Well, it looks dark right now.
0: You <laughs> <laughs> asked a stupid question. What? What? Uh, what do you get for wind? Is it blowing over there yet? Or is, no? Is it, it... it don't
7: seem to be. But like I said, if that light fluffy uh, snow, uh, I don't know how uh, to. Uh, looks like a couple inches overnight of that light fluffy stuff. Yeah, that's going to be blowing around.
0: Oh, you only got a couple. We got. Oh, we must have got six or better here. And I know Minneapolis had a record yesterday. So it is. Well, uh, well, it is off. What's that? What, you said a record. How much snow they get? Well, getting? I don't know. They had all I heard was they had a record snowfall. I don't know if that was for that date or what it was. Probably for that date. But uh, anyway, it's uh, winter is upon us now, and uh, but it's not disrupting any market activity, is it? Oh that's a good part. It really is. All right. So, uh, what happened yesterday, and what's uh, going on yet today? Thank you, Bob. Uh, Good morning, everyone.
7: Uh, This is how the dairy cattle auction shaped up yesterday. We had a very big dairy cattle auction, despite the very cold temperatures yesterday. Uh, We had over 300 dairy cattle another outstanding run of high quality cattle. Uh, top Supreme Fresh Cows brought 2,200 to 3,600. Uh, we had many big loads, uh, straight loads, straight through, averaging 2,000 to 2,400. Uh, we had many good cows from 1,400 to 2,175. Uh, we sold the Top Jersey and Jersey Cross Cows from 1,750 to 3,000. Uh, we had one load of 28 Top Jersey Cross Cows averaged 2,275. Spring and Heifers, top quality from thirteen fifty to nineteen fifty. Uh, those lesser quality and blemish cows, end uh, heifers, uh, thirteen twenty five and down. Next week, uh, Wednesday's dairy cattle auction, we do have two complete herd dispersals. Uh, we have one very nice crossbred herd. Uh, there's going to be forty five of those cows. They're going to be parlor freestall. We have another herd of forty five certified organic crossbred cows, uh, plus several reputation loads of young fancy parlor freestall cows. Uh, we all also have next week uh, our special monthly dairy heifer auction. So do two, two dairy cattle auctions next week. Uh, the dairy heifer auction will be Tuesday. So that's mostly going to be open heifers, shortbreads, middle-bred heifers. Uh, them closer heifers, we generally get them in on Wednesday with a more of a milk-buying crowd. But if you got open heifers, you've got shortbreads, uh, get them into that sale. That's always a good sale. Got a lot of out-of-state buyers coming for that. Uh, detailed market reports and a list of consignments on our website at Premier Livestock auctions.com. Uh, we are expecting a softer calf market for today for uh, today's auction due to the upcoming holiday. Uh, travel conditions are going to be an issue there for them guys moving them calves around. So a couple of calf buyers will be out of the market today. Uh, if you do want to hold them for next money, might uh, be a better market for you. So uh, Merry Christmas to y'all from our barn to yours. Uh, like I say, next week, uh, as Bob said, it's just on schedule as usual. Uh, any questions, give us a call 715-229-2500 and, Bob, that's how it's
0: shaped up. Got all your Christmas shopping done?
7: Yeah. yeah Do my wife really? Did a nice, my wife did a nice job with that.
0: <laughs> well, one thing about it, that daughter of yours, uh, you know, you don't want to buy her any uh, perfume or jewelry. She'd rather have a new bow and arrow, wouldn't she? Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> oh, that's a good thing. All right, well, uh, handle that darkness in Lublin, and we'll talk to you later. Merry Christmas to you and yours. You too, Bob. You too, Bob. Thanks Say for Merry everything. Christmas to Bye. all the folks at the barn. Jerry, Fitzger- or Jerry Fitzgerald will join us next. That's Rocky Olson over there at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. I don't know. You get over to the sale barns today, they might have some good cheer for you. You know what I mean? All right. We're going to check our weather next because, uh, again, weather is uh, the main story out there. And Mike Dandria is over in the uh, Skywarn 13 weather room. We're going to catch up with him. Well, let's see if he's there right now. Good morning, Mr. Mike. Good morning, Bob. Well... It's uh, not bad around here yet. How much snow do we. I heard you say Minneapolis got a record. What did they get over there? I don't have the number in front of me, but it was, uh,
8: I believe, over seven inches. I think they even got close to eight inches.
0: Okay, so a record for that date. Yes. Yeah. All right. And we got, well, we we must have got about five or six here in Eau Claire, didn't we?
8: Just measured outside of our studio not too long ago, and uh, 5.1 is what we got.
0: Yeah, that's what it looked like in my driver. Light and fluffy.
8: Yep, and uh, it's pretty to look at, of course, but it doesn't come without its impacts, which we'll see that when the winds start to pick up.
0: When's that going to be?
8: Later on this morning, and uh, they'll just continue to pick up steam uh, through the day. Now, snow showers falling from the sky anyways, well, that'll start to taper off going into the afternoon. Then when those winds start to pick up, that's going to kick around a lot of that snow and make for visibility issues as well as blowing that snow uh, onto the roadways again, making for slick spots. And with temperatures that will be hanging out around zero, you start to lose the effectiveness effectiveness of that salt as well. Winds will continue to pick up through the overnight. And by tomorrow, we could see gusts nearing 40 to 50 miles per hour, again, leading to more blowing snow. Wind chills between 30 to 40 degrees below zero, which makes it very dangerous. Hypothermia can set in as well as a frostbite within about 15 minutes. So that's something that you want to keep in mind. Travel not advised today and tomorrow. Going into Saturday, still blustery to kick us off. We'll have some sunshine and highs only into the mid-single digits, but winds still gusting near uh, 30 to 35 miles per hour. And then starting to relax a little bit more going into Christmas Day itself. Mostly sunny, still into the single digits for our highs. But then we get a little bit of reprieve going into next week, where we'll have teens going into Monday. Seems kind of weird to say warming into the teens. But then going into the middle of next week, we'll be approaching temperatures closer to the freezing point. Still some cloud cover hanging around, though. At the moment, well, we do have a few flurries, but otherwise overcast, and it is cold. Two degrees below zero.
0: Two, it is below zero now. All right. And uh, what? From west to east now, the snow flurries will gradually end today.
8: Right. And then that's when the blowing snow will start. So it's it's funny when I say the, the snow showers falling from the sky will be over, but... Uh, yeah, it'll it'll be whipping around pretty good, especially going into tomorrow.
0: All right, we'll be careful. Thank
8: you, sir. Absolutely, Bob. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: We'll be here. Mike Dandria. taking a look at that weather, again, dropped off to two below right now. So, uh, again, just be careful out there. Common sense. Not the first time we've gone through this. And we've got uh, more coming up. We've got more farm news. We've got uh, markets, and we got regular news. We're going to catch up with Morgan McCarthy next. The
2: first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: 23 minutes before 6 o'clock on, um, well, could be kind of a morning where you struggle. Just be careful out there. Let's find out. uh, We got weather and some of our farm. Let's find out about some of the other news going on. Morgan McCarthy joins us as we get closer to Christmas good morning morgan
9: a good morning you probably had a snowy walk to the barn and we're going to continue to see the white stuff fly the department of transportation asking drivers to be very cautious or avoid travel altogether and remember that 24-hour road condition report you can find that at 511 wisconsin.gov and easy click online as well at 715 newsroom.com in regards to that weather and travel the snow is being blamed for a crash on i-94 that killed a woman it happened about 7 p.m last night Near mile marker 66 in Eau Claire County, state troopers say it looks like the truck was traveling eastbound, lost control, and rolled into westbound lanes. And the crash closed 94 for about an hour. From the courts, a Jackson County man who killed his father in 2013 is getting out of the state mental hospital. A judge yesterday ordered the 29-year-old Lars Helgeson be released from state custody. Helgeson served just five and a half years of what could have been a life sentence for killing his father. Prosecutors say Helgason shot his father on the head, burned, then buried his body on their property. Helgason's lawyers say he suffered from an untreated schizophrenia diagnosis. Helgason will be out of the hospital by summer. On the political stage, the dates are out for the 2024 Republican National Convention. It'll be in Milwaukee. And the Republican National Committee says the convention will run from July 15th to the 18th of 2024. Republicans will then spend now week selecting their nominee for the 2024 presidential election. You may notice our flags dropped lower today and they'll fly half-staff to remember the Milwaukee mailman gunned down earlier this month. Governor Evers yesterday ordered flags lowered to remember Andre Cross, he's the mailman who was shot and killed while delivering mail on December 9th. The governor says Cross was a dedicated public servant who gave 18 years to the post office. Milwaukee police have not yet made any arrests in the case despite a $50,000 reward for information. Well, if you've been to a show at Palace Theater in the Dells, you won't go again. They simply closed doors, and people with tickets are supposed to ask for a refund. A pretty abrupt closure there. They said that uh, they didn't really offer a reason, but it would forever cherish the wonderful memories of shows, concerts, and special occasions that they created over the past eight years. You can get more information online about that Palace Theater closure in the Dells. At 715newsroom.com. And from the theater to the screen, some of those Christmas movies, well, they could just be helping our hearts grow three sizes these days.
3: Whether classic or modern, psychotherapist Dr. Stacia Alexander says holiday films are good for our mental health.
9: To release those chemicals in our brain, that helps us to relax and decompress and feel happy. And of course, that's what we need for proper mental health balance.
3: Even with movies like The Grinch or Scrooge, holiday films end well. And Alexander says seeing things end positively make us feel like things in our own lives can turn around as well. I'm Trey Thomas.
9: And our very own movie star, at least those charming and devilish good looks, we send it back to the barn with Bob Bullsolds in your Midwest Farm Show on WAC 104.5. Oh, thank
0: you, Morgan. Oh, what a doll she is. Morgan McCarthy, pretty good news person, too. All right, what time is it? Nineteen minutes before six o'clock. We've got uh, more farm news coming up. Jill is going to take a look at what else is going on.
2: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: Right, we got more farm news to look at this morning, but also a meeting that's, well, kind of traditional. In western Wisconsin, is coming up the first part of the new year. Jill, what what are the particulars on the Western Wisconsin Ag Lenders Conference?
1: Well, it is going to happen on January 5th, 830 to 330, but the enrollment deadline is Wednesday, December 28th. So you want to get your enrollment in for it, and it's happening in Eau Claire.
0: All right, where's it going to be in Eau Claire?
1: Let me flip the page here because obviously I didn't copy it the way I should have. It's at the Sleep In and Suites Conference Center uh, slash 29 Pines Restaurant.
0: All right, and that's uh, January 5th. So if you're looking for your ag banker on January 5th around this area, probably will not be in the bank. They'll be at that conference and uh, some good things on the agenda.
1: What else is going on? Well, it's official. This year's outbreak of the avian influenza across the country has been the largest foreign animal disease outbreak in U.S. history. Turkey production has been hit the hardest by the outbreak as it has been diagnosed in 47 states and has caused the loss of over 50 million birds. And it's not over yet as more cases were recently reported in Iowa, Missouri, Nebraska, and Indiana. And that leads us right into egg production and prices are two of the areas hit hardest by the bird flu. Egg production is picking up, but it's still behind a year ago. In November, U.S. egg output hit almost $8.9 but that's down 5% from last November as the number of laying hens was down about 4%. Here in Wisconsin, November egg production hit 144 million. That's down 20% from a year ago as the number of laying hens across the state was down 22% from 2021. And the 36-member National Dare Promotion and Research Board has a new member from Wisconsin. Gail Klinkner from Liberty Pole in Vernon County was recently named to that board by Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack. She will serve a three-year term on the board, effective immediately and running through October of 2025 klinkner and her husband milk jersey cows and she also currently serves as vice chair of the dairy farmers of wisconsin board of directors the national dairy board began in 1983 and develops and administers national advertising and promotion programs for our domestic dairy industry and
0: raise your hand if you've ever heard of liberty pole wisconsin I have not. I have not either, but it's uh, an unincorporated uh, burg down there in Vernon County. So sometime I'll have to take a drive through Vernon County and find Liberty Pole. I've never been there, but uh, a new adventure always awaits. It's almost a quarter to five here at Wax, and again, two below zero right now. And we're not going to warm up much from that, maybe a couple of degrees. But, again, snow flurries are starting to end from west to east. And the winds will pick up. And uh, then we're going to have some some of those ground blizzards, they call it. So be careful of that. For those who work in
2: acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm
1: Report. It's quarter to six, and it's time to hear from Baron Equity and Brittany.
6: For cull cows, the top 20% sold from 62 to 68.50. 60% sold from 40 to 61, and the bottom 20% sold from 39 and down. For cull bulls, they sold from 80 to 82. As for calves, quality Holstein bull calves sold 45 to 70, and late and poor quality calves sold 40 and down. Our next sheep and goat sale is January 21st. If you have any questions, please contact Al at 608-477-5825.
0: Thank you, Brittany, and we're going to get more market information as we go along, but... We did check the uh, the schools, and we're not going to go through the list because I think it'd be easier to tell you which schools are open rather than closed, right?
1: The list is very long, and some of the businesses are like the Boys and Girls Club. Those are closed. There's no Meals on Wheels happening in Eau Claire, Don, Clark counties. Yeah. so pretty much everything is closed down
0: yep so again uh, the schools are uh, shut down because travel is not advised we don't have those school buses and those kids put in any kind of position of concern so we've got more markets Uh, we just wanted to pass that along if you're wondering why we hadn't been talking about it because (laughs) we wouldn't have time for anything else if we read off all the school closings but you can check them out yourself go to waxradio.com brought to you by hovland's and service master of the Chippewa Valley, or our friends over at uh, Channel 13. Go to weau.com, and uh, then you can uh, punch up closings, and uh, they'll tell you what's been going on that way. All right, Joe, where do we want to go next for markets?
1: We're going to head on down to Sparta Equity and hear from Hut Eamon. Fed cattle selling
10: steady today. With the Highland Choice Beef Steers and Heifers 151 to 160, topping out at 163. The Choice and Select Beef Steers and Heifers 140 to 150. The Dairy Cross Steers 130 to 145. The Highland Choice Holstein Steers 134 to 141. The Choice and Select Holstein Steers 124 to 134. With the unfinished steers, heifers, and heavy steers, one twenty-three and down. Cow market steady with the high-yielding cows, 74 to 84, topping at 85.50. The cutters and utilities, 58 to 73, with the low-yielding and canner cows, 57 and down. Bull market steady with most bulls bringing 80 to 90 with a thin full and bulls over a ton discount at 79 and down. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Monday, December 26th, starting at 12.30 with hogs, followed by calves fed cattle, bulls, and cows. We would like to wish everybody a safe and Merry Christmas. This is Hunt Amard, Equity Live, in Sparta with this Marketing Update, and we thank you for your business.
2: The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm
0: Report. Almost 10 minutes to 6 here at Wax. Again, 2 below, and the wind is going to be a factor today. Let's get over to the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. I would imagine we've got a nice white Christmas over in your part of Marathon County.
4: Uh, good morning to you, Bob. Yes, we do. And uh, still snowing here, not real heavy, but it uh, looks like it'll probably be till noon or so before this gets done over here.
0: So, And then, uh, uh, then the wind will pick up. So, uh, again, be careful out there. Well, it uh, but really we... hasn't affected the markets much this week, has it? Not
4: so much, uh, well, some of the prices, but we'll tell the folks about it, Bob. Uh, 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 thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, uh Wednesday at Equities Stratford on the cow market yesterday. High-yielding fleshy Holstein cows are selling from 68 to 79. We did top out yesterday at 84.5 on some high-yielding beef cows. Most of the cows this week, so 52 to 68. Thinner cows, lighter carcass cows below 51. In the Fed cattle trade yesterday, choice grading Holstein's steers are selling from $1.22 to $1.36. High yielding choice, prime grade Holstein's, 136 to 143. Selected and finished cattle, 118 and down. Bull trade yesterday, better quality bulls are from 83 up to 94.5, lighter bulls below 82. Uh, calf market, a very different story. Uh, Holstein bull calves on a very weak market yesterday, selling mostly from 30 to 110. Uh, very limited demand on the heifer calves, 30 and down. Uh, beef calves also much lower at 150 to 250. And, uh, we do have the sale on schedule today. We are scheduled to start at 11 o'clock this morning. Uh, I guess if few folks are planning on bringing livestock today, uh, give us a call here at the market beforehand, uh, 715-687-4101. Um, it's uh, looking like the calf market, especially on the bull calves, is going to be very, very weak today. Uh, some of the calf buyers are not going to be present, so uh, probably be a good idea if you got good bull calves to wait till next week. Things will be a little straightened out, a little bit better on that. So, but I guess at this point we are going to have a sale. Uh, so I guess we got a lot of questions. As I said, just give the uh, market a call here. Uh, there'll be someone there uh, just shortly after six o'clock. So, Bob, that's about all we can tell the folks for this morning.
0: Well, you always got something. What kind of uh, holiday treats have you got for the folks at the sale bar? Did you make some, some Christmas cookies and things like that?
4: Well, no, I didn't, uh, I didn't make any, and I haven't been to the sale this week, so I don't know if I'm going to get there or not. But uh, uh, if somebody wants to stop here at the house, we got
0: plenty of stuff. <laughs> don't say that too loud. That mafia might descend on you in a big way. So well they'll have to. And they can come and they can shovel the deck off and follow the driveway <laughs> out. Then <laughs> well, if the treats are good enough, I'm sure they will. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you have a good one and uh, merry. Well, we'll talk to you in the morning. So don't, we'll hold yeah, that but, for later. You have a good one, Jerry. We'll <laughs> see you then.
4: But again, on the final note, folks, do drive careful. And uh, if you got questions on the marketing, just uh, please give us a call here. So
0: no problem, Jerry Fitzgerald over there at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's check the rest of our markets brought to you by Synergy Co-op in the Ridgeland area. Board of Trade yesterday was mostly higher, some better reports on expectation for corn exports. Soy oil recovered a little bit in the bean trade, and colder weather concerns for winter wheat with this bitterly cold weather across the country. Overnight, March corn was up another two cents at six sixty-four. The oats at three forty-six. March wheat up three at seven seventy. The soybeans unchanged fourteen eighty-four, and meal up uh, down a dollar seventy for March at four hundred fifty-one dollars even. Looking at the country elevator prices,
1: wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls location, corns at six oh seven, with soybeans at. 1422 and at the Connorsville location, corn's at 607 with soybeans at 1412.
0: And on our DTN screen, Baldwin, corn today, 619, beans 1410. Duran, the corn is 610 a bushel, beans 1404. Mondovi, 621 and 1409. Out Elmwood, 619 on the corn, 1414 on the beans. Fall Creek, 601 and 1389 at Osseo. Corn was 624, beans 1414. Elkbound 613 and 1412 are the numbers. Sparta. Corn 607, Beans 1390, Ellsworth 589 and 1360. Ethanol plants, Boyceville 638 for the corn. Stanley 626, New Richmond, 623. Barrel cheese up four and a half yesterday, a dollar seventy a pound. The blocks up two and three quarters to two oh two and three-quarters. Butter down another twelve and a half cents at two forty-seven and a half. December class three up a nickel at twenty fifty-seven January, unchanged eighteen seventy-three. February down 29, 18, March down 21 at 18.53. April down 24 at 18.96. You better be careful. We'll be in $17 milk here pretty soon. And the price is down out through next fall. So, again, just uh, be aware if you're driving, the snow's going to blow this light, fluffy snow around. And uh, take your time. Uh, don't get too close to the plows. Don't get too close to the eyes. And, uh, again, if you're going to travel... Travel safely. It's 2 Below right now. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report.
2: Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.